Hello everybody and welcome back to Witch Fix. It feels like a long time since I've reviewed a book. It won't seem as long to you because as I review them I'm going back and slotting them in amongst all of the other episodes that I did about mostly films but it's been a while for me and mostly that's because this book was so effing long. Uh, the book I'm looking at today is called The Salem Witch Society and it is by an author called K.N. Shields. This was his debut novel and has since been followed up by a sequel. Uh, which is called The Devil's Revenge, which features some of the same characters and which I haven't read yet, but if you'd like me to give that one a look, I would maybe be into that because I did enjoy this book quite a bit. However, it is nearly 500 pages long, which is not hugely long, but it has a very, 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 very complicated plot. And uh, I did have to keep like going back and rereading sections to try and pick up on clues, uh, which I'll get into when I talk about it a little bit. Now, the blurb on the back of the book is this. Salem, New England. Many dark nights ago, the most famous witch hunt in history is about to begin. Years later, a young woman is found savagely murdered, her body arranged in the death pose of a witch. Someone or something is reviving the terror of the notorious Salem witch hunts, and only one man, a brilliant eccentric loner with a dazzling mind and a fascination with witchcraft, can keep the evils of the past at bay. Rich in history, mystery and witchcraft, the Salem Witch Society is a twisting, terrifying thriller, a dark fairy tale for readers who loved a discovery of witches and the interpretation of murder. Now, I think between the blurb and the cover art, which I'll talk about in a second, this book was mischaracterised and that was why I had a little bit of trouble getting into it. The cover art is a flaming upside down pentacle and two women in like white nightgowns kind of running into a wood. It definitely makes it look like the book is going to contain a lot of supernatural stuff, a lot of witches, and from the blurb it makes it sound like it's going to be about a modern crime which is connected to the Salem witch trials, and that's partly true. It is about a crime connected to the Salem witch trials, but takes place in the 1800s. It takes a while for that to become clear because in the opening scenes there isn't a huge amount to kind of pinpoint you in time. Uh, there is an opening bit which seems to take place way back in the past and then the investigation of the dead body but when the detective arrives there there weren't that many context clues that I could pick up on to work out what time it was meant to be. Uh, what year. Uh, he writes in his notebook um, that the year end date, so just the two numbers like 92, and I was like, oh okay, so it's like 1992 I guess. That's modern times. Uh, I feel like maybe something on the back of the book should have said definitively that we were going to be in the 1800s because that caused me to have a little bit of a wobble. Uh, but aside from that, uh, I did then proceed to get into it. Now the story is told from a multitude of perspectives, but chiefly from Detective Lean, who is investigating a string of murders, and also Percival Gray, who is essentially Sherlock Holmes, uh, because he does a lot of this sort of reading people, a lot of reading very small clues and being able to tell a lot about people just by looking at them, noticing aspects of how they dress, how they walk, what they have and have not said. Percival Gray is also half Native American and he becomes involved in this case because at the start it does seem to be connected to uh, a local Native American tribe which uh, is later found out to be not the case uh, but he stays on. Part of the book is also about his history, how he came to leave uh, his father's people and then be brought back and raised by his white mother and grandfather uh, so there's a bit of that in there. To address some overall kind of issues with the book I think there is quite a lot in it which is racist, 
misogynistic there's there's a lot of that sort of thing in there and for whatever my opinion is worth uh, as a white person I feel like it's not gratuitous but it is commensurate with the time that it is set in so they haven't gone out of their way to just litter it with slurs and unpleasant characters but even the heroes of the story like Detective Lean do have that kind of racism embedded in them and their culture although he gets on with Grey fine and they they do become kind of friends by the end of the book there is a certain amount of tenseness in their earlier meetings and Lean does continue to kind of poke fun at him throughout uh, as well as Grey having to deal with some of the other racism from other people that they meet uh, so I think that has been handled really well in terms of obviously it has to be in the book because of when it's set it really annoys me when historic novels make their main characters out to be these forward thinking could have been teleported back from 2019 people like in modern day no what like not everyone has gotten this yet so it is unreasonable to present characters from the 1800s as being so far ahead of their time just to make your modern audience comfortable but it doesn't come off as gratuitous so that was kind of a point in its favour. We also get some other characters' points of view throughout the novel, including Helen, who is uh, a library assistant, uh, who is the niece of the doctor that performs some of the post-mortems. She is their main source of information about witchcraft. It was nice to have like a female character in there as well, because otherwise it would have been a little bit of a boys club. Um, but aside from her, there are like one or two other chapters that are just from random people's perspectives. So what I really enjoyed about the book was it was very, obviously very well researched. There was a lot of history uh, kind of effortlessly woven through the story. There were a few kind of info dump moments when they went to new buildings where there would be long paragraphs about the history of the specific area they were in. And I would mostly read over those because it's like, it's not really that important to the story I'm just going to skip this and I think one of the main issues I had with the book was it seems overly long and the mystery at its core is so complicated and I think maybe needlessly complicated that it takes a long time to like wrap your head around it there are by the end of the novel so many different suspects a lot of different history things to keep in mind so there's history of this book of dark magic that they're trying to find the history of some of the people who were persecuted and killed as witches in salem the history of the general area that they are in and um, all these different stories about saints uh, there's a riddle which is going to lead them to the next killer there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on and there's also like characters who are posing as other people and it, it just it feel it feels a little bit like by the end it kind of got away from the writer and became a little bit confusing I understood what was going on I got to the end and I was reasonably satisfied that the killer had been identified I did feel slightly cheated because we were only given like a couple of physical indicators as to what a killer would look like and a lot of the information that we needed to kind of solve the mystery was hidden from us until the very end which I don't tend to like. I like to be given like a reasonable fighting chance of working out what's going on and, and trying to get there first. That for me is kind of the point of reading a mystery is to try and solve it yourself, but also want to see the main character get to the end as well. So I felt a little bit cheated in that sense because I, I couldn't like work it out completely before we got to the end. I had most of like the big 
building blocks in place but there were just some secrets that didn't come out until the monologue at the end. Something which I was kind of worried about going in was that it wouldn't be very witchy and that was because uh, I'd seen some reviews on Goodreads uh, just before I got into it when I went to add it to my like currently reading thing, still doing my book challenge. Some people had said that they were really disappointed and they were expecting it to be more witchy and I assume what they meant was they expected it to contain more fantasy witchcraft possibly due to the cover because the cover is what you would expect to see on like a fantasy novel as opposed to like I guess a crime thriller book which is not the fault of the writer because they probably didn't get to pick the cover but I was really quite happy with the amount of witchcraft in the story so for example obviously all the murders are based on the killings of witches and based on things that happened in the Salem witch trials. There's lots of discussion about the Salem witch trials, there's also discussion of hidden books of black magic. On top of that one of the characters who's kind of central in the mystery is a woman called Black Lucy or Old Stitch who is uh, I guess kind of like a folk practitioner of witchcraft. She lives in like a hut or lived because I think she is dead by the start of the book. Uh, but they, they talk a lot about her history, they visit her house uh, and see how she practiced her craft. So, so she's there. They also meet a spiritualist who conducts seances. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of witchy stuff in the novel. It's just not witchy in the sense of like a fantasy novel or, you know, something that has... A lot of characters in it who are witches. It just talks a lot about the history of witchcraft and there are some practitioners on the periphery of things who are not the main characters. One thing that might bother people as they're reading it is the fact that there isn't a huge amount of action in the story or really a sense of like immediate peril. They are working to try and stop other people being murdered. They are coming across freshly murdered people but there aren't like fight scenes or carriage chases there's a couple of people who are briefly pursued on foot um but in that kind of way of just as someone following them at a walking pace and, and then they get away so there's that there aren't a huge amount of altercations or anything like that and i was really grateful for that actually because by the end um when there actually is like a, a fight it is not handled particularly well and it kind of just reads like a dry series of movements of, of two people because it's in that like outside perspective it, it doesn't come across too well because it's obviously written in the third person so having seen how action was handled I was grateful for the lack of it previously in the book and I kind of wish that instead of having that protracted fight at the end with the killer that had maybe been handled a little bit quicker just because by that point I had read like 400 odd pages and kind of reading through this very long very dry fight scene was was not really what I was looking for. There are a great number of clues throughout the novel. I've mentioned that there is a, a riddle uh, which is part of like the, the manuscript of, of black magic that they're trying to solve. The killer is also leaving uh, lines of the Lord's Prayer at murders. He's also leaving candles there and a symbol painted in blood. Uh, there's a lot of these different kind of added in clues and things to keep in mind and I feel like there were too many and really we could have done with it being dialed back just a little bit it felt like there were a lot of clues especially for a book that takes place like before they're doing like a lot of the scientific testing they did do some fingerprinting but I think that was about it um that there were just like too many clues 
otherwise a lot of information just being put out there and I think it could have been maybe simplified as a small amount because it felt like by the end there were just so many characters and so many bits of lore to keep in mind that it wasn't necessarily an enjoyable thing to be reading it anymore it felt more like an exercise in rote memorization and I could have done with maybe just having reminders throughout about what I was meant to be keeping like in my head maybe something repeated so that I got a chance to read it again without having to skip back to where I had previously read it in the book they do a fairly good job in in writing it of keeping the characters distinct uh, they don't just do that thing where they just drop a name in and you're like wait who's that there's usually a line around it like when I last visited such and such at the asylum so you're like oh right so that's the guy at the asylum so that I'd find that generally helpful because then it tells you like where you should remember that person from and not just their name which I have a terrible time remembering names it's why I name so many characters in my own books like the same there are so many people called Beth in books that I have written that I just I'm not allowed to use that name anymore <laughs> because I'm just terrible at remembering what I have and have not used so I have a real problem remembering names and that was really helpful when they have these like little epithets next to them like we remember who they are I did really like Grey and Lean as a, a duo because Lean comes across as very kind of too old for this shit kind of thing. He's that kind of classic detective who has a, a wife at home and is expecting a family and he's worried about them. He's not getting the support he needs from the higher ups who just want everything covered up. He kind of has a strong moral compass in like, I believe in punishing people according to the law, but he isn't opposed to a little bit of illegal lockpicking. Uh, and theft of evidence in order to reach uh, a just conviction or to prevent harm coming to people. Grey, on the other hand, seems to be morally ambiguous uh, in the sense that he just kind of takes information and holds on to it, even if someone else could benefit from it or from knowing about something sooner. He's very kind of calculating. He doesn't come across as a bad person, but just as very... Uh, calculating and very flexible on what he will and won't do to get to the result he wants. As I said, he is very similar to Sherlock Holmes. We've got like the dissecting of people's general appearances to create a map of their world and their existence. He also has a penchant for disguise, uh, which he uses several times throughout the novel, and uh, that's also very Sherlock Holmesy. He also has a landlady who he has various disputes with, so it, it definitely feels like a Sherlock Holmes-esque character, but without that annoying smugness that I found in like the BBC version of Sherlock especially, he's actually likeable, so it has that going for it. Apparently it is going to be like Grey in, in the next novel. I'm not sure if Lean is also going to be investigating things with him but if he's still in the Portland area which is where this is set then I would assume that Lean would be there as well. So I am kind of eager to read the next book in the series maybe after I've had like a break because if it's as long as this one and as detailed as this one th that's just like a whole mental thing that I'm not ready to deal with right now. Uh, but I am interested, it does say that it is also to do with witchcraft, so make sure if you're listening on YouTube to give this a thumbs up, or if you're listening to this on the podcast player of your choice, go to YouTube, give it a thumbs up, or tweet me to let me know if you'd like me to have a look at the second book in the series, because that could be really fun. I think this is 
definitely a book that I would recommend. I would especially recommend it if you're interested in novels that are historical in the sense that they have a, a grounding in real historical events because although a lot of this seems to have been made up for the book a lot of the basic things uh, that they talk about like they talk about George Burroughs who is um, a pastor accused of being a witch and then tried and executed that actually happened they extrapolate a lot and like add things into the story but it does have that grounding in real history if you like books that are specifically about like Jack the Ripper I would recommend this because it has very much got a ripper-esque vibe to it not just because it's a string of killings of women but also because of the letters that the police receive the way the investigation is conducted in the time period it's set in uh, that felt very jack the ripper to me if you're a fan of like sherlock holmes uh, the sherlock holmes has recently had quite a, a revolution there's been a lot of adaptations so if you're a fan of that sort of thing definitely read this if you're interested in spiritualism uh witchcraft in the sort of old-fashioned folk practitioner sense there's a lot of that in there um and a lot of talk about just generally like new england history as well so that's pretty good i probably wouldn't recommend it to people who are looking for fantastical writing or who are looking for a more simple thriller take on holiday than just leave it at the airport book because this doesn't really read like that to me it's a lot more complicated there's maybe too much stuff going on in it and it definitely feels like instead of watching like an episode of law and order you're watching like an eight-part bbc drama where you end up forgetting what's going on by the end of it so an attention span is a must uh, if you're going to go and read this book but uh it is very good i definitely recommend it and if you know of any more like it let me know or you can uh, go and vote on the listopia list uh, see if i've already added some that you want to see me read and uh, you can vote those up the list so i get to them sooner in the meantime i apologize for there not being that many book reviews around at the moment i have currently finished like, the first draft of what i'm writing and i'm making amendments to it um just to kind of get it polished up before i can go out so uh that's all very exciting uh, but it does mean that I do have very little patience for reading things at the moment having had to read essentially the same book by myself a lot so yeah I apologize but I am trying to get through the giant pile that I have to read and do let me know if you'd like to see more novels or more, more non-fiction books because I may not be able to do both so uh, let me know and again if there's any films that you want me to check out that I haven't already reviewed get in touch on twitter or by using the description box on the youtube version because hopefully then i'll see it although my notifications have been a little bit whack recently in the meantime i will see you in the next episode bye bye